Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast. I am your host, Susie Hunter, joined by Christian Saez here at the DNVR headquarters at the corner of Colfax in York. Welcome in. Christian, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I am uh, still rolling after a Nuggets win last night, which is always exciting. And mm-hmm. uh, and now the Rockies getting to, to, you know, kind of forget about their last series and move into a new series. It's a new page for the Rockies, hopefully. And uh, yeah, we're doing good. <laughs> A lot of optimism here. <laughs> so much optimism. It's Friday. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna recap the last two games in Arizona. We're gonna get into some Rockies news, some baseball news. Uh, we got a lot going on, a lot to talk about. Yeah, I feel like Fridays are always uh, a good news day for baseball. They usually yeah. at le- they usually have some good uh, information to to bring forward, and so yeah. we get to dive deep into that. Yeah, I mean the biggest news right now, I think, in the Rockies world, Chris Bryant back on the injured list. I am surprised to see it, but uh, he's on the IL right now with a left heel bruise. Um, and then Buddy, when talking about it, kind of alluded to the fact that it's because of artificial turf that he's been playing on lately. You know, huh. between Arizona and wherever the heck else they've been in the past, you know, couple yeah. of weeks. Even sometimes in the training facilities and stuff, you know, you see some of the different types of artificial turf. And uh, I I, ha- I do have some experience with this, although I can't speak specifically to what happened to him. Yeah, talk about uh, the difference and what you have felt on your own feet. Yeah, well... We're I'm, feet guys now. Uh, yes, and there is a difference. And I, I, I was mentioning this to you before we started, you know, it is more common, I think, in football because of the nature of football. You get guys cutting left and right and, um, you know, putting a lot more pressure on their feet. Uh, than in baseball, but there is a difference between different types of turf. And being from Seattle, I basically spent my entire life playing on artificial turf. And I think a lot of of times... Because of the cloud cover? Because of the rain, yeah. I mean, there's no way you'd play for... 90% 90% of your season if you didn't have turf. I mean, we would play, and as long as there wasn't thunder and lightning, you know, you were playing no matter what the weather was. So it was um, just like a muddy childhood? Basically. Yeah. Although it wasn't really muddy, it was just wet. I mean, you know, the oh, ball okay. would be wet, but like, as long as you were on turf, I mean, our whole field was turf. You'd get the the infield turf, you know, the mound was turf, mm-hmm. the outfield was turf, uh, and you just kind of got used to it. Okay. But there are differences between some of the really thin turf that you see, probably more at the higher level. It's a little more expensive. The thicker turf that you see, um, mm-hmm. usually the thicker turf is more prone to injuries because guys' cleats can get stuck in that a little bit uh, more often oh, okay. um, because it's like thicker grass almost, you know, and it provides a little more traction. Um, the thinner turf is easier to kind of stay safe on. But um, I don't know what happened specifically to Chris Bryant. But that is a thing, and hopefully it's not something that's too serious, um, but but it does happen. Yeah, you know, I'm just, I mean, I'm worried about his feet because, you know, the plantar fasciitis at the end of yeah. last season, and now he has this heel bruise. Does Chris Bryant have a podiatrist? Huh. Is he seeing someone about these? He, he these needs things? to he needs to get something figured out with his feet because that's the other thing is I'm like, you know, I mean, it's it's one thing if you you hurt your wrist or, you know, okay, you broke a finger, uh, you, you deal with it. You can, you know, I mean, as as uh, um, Harper has shown us, you can come back from those type of injuries a lot faster than people would expect. But mm-hmm. feet, lower body injuries are the worst to rehab from hard because you can't, yeah, you, you're on your feet most of the time. And mm-hmm. so it's very hard to recover from that. I am. Uh, I'm concerned. Um, I'm a wish it, wishing you the best, Chris Bryant. Uh, Charlie Blackman is off the bereavement list. Uh, his grandfather passed away, mm. so he was out for three games. But he is. He's back now. That's good. Good. Good to know he's back. Uh, yeah, uh, that's the biggest pressing news. But let's talk about something that is, I mean, less pressing, but very relevant, very recent. 
Rymac. Ryan McMahon was slumping so hard and he is doing so well now. Um, uh, he had four home runs in four consecutive games. Um, uh, so he's one of 10 major leaguers to have a streak like that this season. The Rockies haven't had a streak like that since Elias Diaz did that in 2021. Which is, which that's a surprising stat to me. Cause I feel like that's hard to do. I, I, and maybe, mm -hmm. maybe I just don't notice it as much cause I'm not paying that much attention to those kind of stats. But when you hit four home runs in a row in four games, that's that's impressive. You know, I mean, yeah. that is a that is a streak that you've got going. And I will say this about getting out of out of slumps too. It only takes one swing. You know, I mean, when you're you could be in a year-long slump and all it takes is one swing and that's gone. And so for Rymac to be able to put a few uh a few good games together where he's starting to to really see that swing coming back, starting to feel his power, his connection to the ball. Um, that is really good to see. Um, that's a positive sign for the Rockies' offense, and they need a lot of positive signs for their offense. They really do. Yeah, this has been <laughs> a tough offensive season so far, for sure. Um, defensively, too, Rymac, absolutely incredible. Baseball Reference has him at a 1.5 WAR. Mm. Um, that is the second best among all National League third basemen. And that adds that adds to the confidence. You know, anytime you're dealing with the slump, you're it's it, people think it's very one sided, you know, that you're just mm -hmm. trying to to figure out how to to get back into to your normal swing. But everything else starts to you start to get in your head every, and everything else starts to kind of get molded into that. And so for him to be playing successful on defense as well, um, that's adding to his confidence getting out of that slump. And uh, he's feeling good. I, I love to see. Yeah, you can. I don't know if you've seen um, like our interviews with him over the past couple of days before they left for this trip, but he is just he's much more talkative right now. Like he's just you can tell he's in a better mood. Mm -hmm. um, it, to us, it seems like a weight is off his shoulders. He'll he won't say that. Yeah, but it, that's just what it looks like to us. And, and look, <laughs> it, 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 that's that's totally a thing because this season, ba baseball seasons are very long. You mm -hmm. know, it's going to happen even to the best players. They're going to go through these periods, whether it's a week, three games, a series or, you know, months to a year where you're just not playing up to the standard that you have set for yourself. Mm -hmm. And so for Rymac, that's been where he's at for the past uh, for his slump that he's been in. And now to come out of that, it does lift a weight off your shoulders, whether you want yeah. to admit it or not. It feels good. You feel like you're getting back to, to kind of how things should be. And even if your team is struggling around you, you're doing your part. And that's what matters. You know, the other people, you have to step step up to that. Well said, Christian. Thank you. Well Thank said. You. Uh, did you see some Spokane Indians news? Yes, I did. <laughs> I did. Bringing Two it all the way back. dudes getting player of the month. Yankee L. Fernandez and Bryce McGowan. Each of them named minor league pitcher of the month of May and minor league player of the month of May. Very exciting stuff. Um, uh, when is the last time you remember seeing two players of the month out of Spokane? Uh, I, I can't specifically remember, uh, you know, anything like that, but I did, I did read a, an article from one of the, one of our, um, beat, ro beat reporters in Spokane, Dave mm -hmm. Nichols, who was writing about these two players who have just been on a tear recently and how actually, you know, it's been so much so that they've seen an uptick in fans coming out to watch on those games. And and that's rare that you see in, in minor league games. Minor league games, no one really goes to watch the baseball. The base, baseball game is just like an added bonus. You yeah. go there because, you know, they have fireworks that night maybe or they've got, you know, dollar hot dogs or whatever it is. It's more of a community experience. And to, so to see people 
coming out and actually wanting to 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 recognize some of these young guys who are having a lot of success right now, that's a lot of fun, and uh, that's something you don't see very often. So kudos to them having having a good uh, a good month. That is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I love minor league games, but yeah, most people are not going no. for the baseball. So the fact that they have made this must-see baseball yeah. in that community, I love that. I, I didn't realize that for minor league baseball until <laughs> uh, until the playoffs. At the Spokane Indians, when I was their PA announcer, uh, you know, I got to be there for every single game. And then we ended up being in first place in, in you know in our league and going into the playoffs and i remember be, going home and being super excited telling my mom like all right mom tonight's first playoff game like <laughs> the the crowd the stands are going to be packed it's going to be such good energy and i get there and there's like 50% of the seats are filled if that oh my gosh and I, and i look at the you know my, our general manager is sitting next to me and i'm like what like what's going on why is there why is there no one in the stands and he's like all the season tickets, you know, people buy, you know, these short season ticket packages and then the playoffs come and we don't advertise these games. You know, I mean, there, there there's no promotions. It's not yeah. like it's Star Wars night tonight or anything like that. Like, that's what puts people in the stands. And I was appalled. Oh I was so gosh. mad as a as a baseball fan. I'm like, how dare these people come to the games all year long and then the team make it to the playoffs and they don't show up. I mean, that hurts my soul. It does. That I know. hurts my soul. But also like. Make a couple of promotions. I get it. We can, get we it. can sneak it. some in. But yeah, no, minor league baseball too. Like it's a it's different such type a, of baseball. It's such a grind. <laughs> it is. It for is. For everyone, for the players, for the people who are working in it. Because everyone does every job. And also like September baseball in, you know, Spokane is bordering on getting a little dicey. It's like Colorado. You know, you, oh, anytime okay. you get close to September and October, you're like, uh, you don't really know what you're going to get weather wise. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it, it gets getting, getting a little chilly at that time. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, uh, we're going to get into recapping the second half of that uh, Diamondback series. We're going to get into some baseball headlines too, but first we got to talk our, about we got to talk about our friends at Kind Love. They are one of the OG dispensaries in Colorado. They've been around since 2010. Uh, so if you need some math, that's like more than a decade. That, that was like 13 years <laughs> right, ago. Right. Feels like just yesterday. Um, uh, which is crazy because I thought that was last year. Yeah. No, but they've been around for a while and they are known for cultivating some of the highest quality cannabis in the state of Colorado. They have authentic genetics. They have patient grow techniques and one of the highest quality brands here in Colorado. They recently launched a couple of new game-changing products. They have something called TurboCore. It is like this concentrate, this cannabis concentrate that's the size of a toothpick and you put it inside of a joint. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Interesting. Yeah, I've never heard scientific. of anything like this. Yeah, this is like absolutely scientific stuff here. <laughs> and they also have a new pre-roll line called Turbo Joint using that same technology. Turbo Joint. Even better. That sounds incredible. I love all these names. Sounds... Even even kind love. You know, I mean, just <laughs> yeah. that such positivity in in the the name. So positive for someone who's like, here's a Turbo Joint. <laughs> yeah, yes, kind love, but also here you go. This is going to take you on a ride. Um, that sounds like something I need after a long homestand. But listen. Um, uh, you got to check out one of their stores. They've got a store in Cherry Creek. They've got one in North Denver. Mention DNVR. You're going to get the DNVR exclusive discount, 25% off all Kind Love flower pre-rolls and the Turbo Joint line. So visit their website, kindlove.com. You can take a look at their menu before you head into the store. But remember, when you go to the store, mention DNVR. That's how you get the discount. 
Um, and uh, you know what? We got to talk about Shady Rays. Uh, listen, it's summer. Got to take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather. Uh, and they've got premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Like these shades, I'm talking designer quality stuff at an absolute fraction of the price. Are you a Shady Rays guy? I, I do. My, my mom, I think I told you last time, my mom and uh, my wife, you know, did the whole two for one deal where yes. they got two. Yeah, I didn't and, know they, they shared it. Oh, yes. Or I didn't oh, remember awesome. if you told me. But yeah, they love awesome. them. They wear them all the time and, and they both look very good. Yes. Um, uh, listen, you love to see that from an independent sunglasses company. They've got a world class product. Uh, and they are durable for, for work, for play, for outdoor adventures. And that's not all Shady Rays has the most insane protection policy in all of eyewear. Get every, every pair of sunglasses is backed by the lost and broken replacement uh, guarantee. So if you lose or break a pair, even day one, like some of us, uh, <laughs> they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Uh, so you can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. So listen, uh, this is a deal exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code DNVR. You're going to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. So try it for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by more than 250,000 people. Woo! I love my Shady Rays. I think I actually do have my Shady Rays in my bag. Nice. But I got to keep talking about some baseball, so yes. I'm not going to, like, fish through the bag like Next I do time. when Patrick is here on the show. I'm just like, <laughs> you keep talking. I'll just yeah, yeah, we'll get I'll there. do something else. <laughs> I, I can talk as long as you want. You know, we could just, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Um, let's talk about, let's talk about Wednesday's game, the Denelson Lamette start. Did you catch the, did you catch his start? What's that? Did you catch Denelson Lamette's start? I did down not. Down in Arizona. Um, it was not great to, to begin with. He did kind of like get it together by the, by the third inning. Like he kind of got it together. Yeah. But it was kind of a tough scene at the beginning because that was a that was a pretty pretty brutal loss in Arizona. Yeah, the six. Are you talking about the six nothing loss? Yes. Um, yeah. That, this whole series uh, in Arizona has been a tough one for the Rockies. And um, but but I will say this: this Diamondbacks team is a good team, and you know, and they they're, they're not a, they're not a team that's. Uh, you know, you're expecting to get an easy win out of regardless. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm not overly surprised. Um, but baseball is also one of those sports where you can you can have uh, you know if your pitcher's off that game or the other pitcher's having a bad game or the offense doesn't show up, mm -hmm. um, you can sneak in a win or two against a very good team. And so uh, I, I was a little bummed to see that the Rockies weren't re really in it on that last game uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Um, six nothing. offense just couldn't get six couldn't nothing get lost. Hot. Yeah, no, no, the Rockies offense couldn't do anything, and the. Diamondbacks offense was just insane. Like that first inning, leadoff single, a single, another single. Um, Corbin Carroll moves up on a wild pitch, another single. Like, just like, that's yeah. like way, way too many boys on base. Yeah, yeah, the, the pitching the fell inning. apart a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's, I mean, when you start off a game in the first inning looking like that, it's just so hard to overcome that mm -hmm. against a team like the Diamondbacks. You know, you know, maybe if it's a, a team that's struggling a lot, you can kind of get back into a game like that. But the Diamondbacks are are a very good team that is not proving to be an easy play. Yeah. Um the Rockies did play well yesterday, five to four um loss. Oh, but, but like, okay, here's the crazy thing. 
The Rockies like were winning that game yes. up until that very last second. Exactly. I could not believe they didn't win that game. Yeah. And that's and that's that one hurts even more because you come off of a 6 to 0 loss, you come back in, you have a hot start and then you just blow it. And we've seen this mm-hmm. from the Rockies too many times this year where they get into a game that you feel like all right, they're going to they're going to win this one. This one's they, they've gotten the bag and then they just for some reason, fall apart in in one way or another. I, I actually was telling you this yesterday when we were at the the Nuggets watch party. Which that was I, so fun. By it the was way. a blast. Thank goodness the Nuggets, you know, did what we were hoping they were going to do. Um, but I went to to the my first Rockies game this year. I finally had a chance to make it out yes. to the game in person and watch them play the Marlins. Uh, and it was that game that they you know were up by three runs in the top of the ninth inning. The weather was coming in. We were the the umpires were just like, let's just finish it. You need three more outs. Let's just get it done. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Rockies give up three runs, tie the game in the top of the ninth. We have to go to the bottom of the ninth, and thankfully, they ended up winning it. Yeah. Um, that was that was a good, you know, they they were able to come away with the win. But it was one of those moments where you were just like, guys, come on, you know, like you you had it, you just got to finish it. Yeah, and you know what? I feel like I mean, we haven't had like a ton of games like this. Yeah. Um, and even like so, Pierce Johnson was pitching uh, the ninth yesterday on on Thursday. Uh, and he's been he's been pretty good, you know. Like he's had eleven, like ten or eleven saves this season. Yeah. Uh, so for him to you know let it fall apart like that, I think that was uncharacteristic. Yeah. I always get upset when I see people like on Twitter saying like, "Oh, he's a bum." I'm like, he's not a bum. He's a, he's eleven saves. Yeah. No, he and bad, it had a bad inning, it, and it, it was an inning happen. that cost us the whole damn game. But yeah, it's gonna happen, and you just hope that it doesn't happen on a in a situation where you could potentially lose a game, um, you know, and, and that's obviously unfortunate, but, uh, it it is, it is part of the game. And as a closer, you take that responsibility on you. I think, you know, he just has to be able to flush that and use it as fuel Mm -hmm. to come back tomorrow. And when, and, you know, and throughout the rest of his, this upcoming series against the Royals and be better. That's as simple as that. I mean, I know it's easier said than done, but you've got to be able to use that to fuel in some positive energy. Thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of positive energy, I want to talk about some of these comments. Carly, Chris, I'm only here because of the plug on the Nuggets well, watch well, along. Yeah, I got a yes. viewer. Let's go. We'll take it. We'll take <laughs> anything we can get. I know it's weird talking about baseball in the middle of this NBA Finals run where the Nuggets could potentially win a, a championship for the first time in program history. But the Rockies are, are right in there. <laughs> Just got to catch up they're, a little they're, bit. They're, they, exist. they exist. They're right in there <laughs> that they also exist in the city of Denver. That is no, what I, I mean. No, I think like if you're a Nuggets fan, maybe a reason to care about the Rockies a little more. We have so many dudes from Colorado on this team. Yeah. And they're all genuinely Nuggets fans. Like they're all actually so excited about this run. Like who goes harder for the Nuggets than Kyle Freeland? Yeah, a hundred percent. And and I will say, I was actually thinking about this on my way over here. There is a dynamic that changes when you're playing in a city that has a team that's making a run for it, a, a championship in its perspective sport. Mm-hmm. And we saw this last year with the Avalanche. Um, that that has to change something in you and motivate you a little bit. Um, and I know this is a totally different example, but I remember when I was in high school, um, you know, our, we would take the bus, our baseball team would take the bus with the softball team. We'd go play at the same places. Um, and I remember one year we were, we were slated to be one of the top teams in the state. We had a very good lineup. Um, and we just ended up not really panning out, but I remember our softball team, had a dominant year and they were going into the state finals 
And I remember like thinking to myself on one of those bus rides towards the end of the season, like getting kind of irritated, being like, look, I'm happy for, the, for you know, this, this is our women's softball team that's mm -hmm. just crushing it right now. But like, we should be right there with them. You know, like, what yeah. are we doing? Like, why are we not at that level? And as a competitor, which don't get me wrong, these Rockies players, they are all competitors. You're, you're playing at this level, even if you're not as successful as some other teams at this sport, you're still like a heavy, heavy competitor. You're an elite competitor. You're an elite competitor. You're an athlete, correct. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and so you've got that that spark in you. Mm -hmm. And and that's got to really just, that's got to light a fire under you a little bit yeah. to see the Nuggets having this kind of success, the Avs having the success that they had last year. Uh, it's the Rockies' turn. And I know it's hard to see that because they're, it's a, they're a long way from having that run, in my opinion. Um, but you've got to feel like that should be coming from the Rockies. Yeah, you know, um, uh, you got to think like, you know, maybe it's a little FOMO. Like, oh, the Nuggets get to have this great, fun championship run. We saw the Avs do it last season. Yeah. Like, we got to like really make, we got to make our yeah. run Get happen. our parade, you we know, gotta we got to get, get that going. And 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 I, I will say b baseball is one of those funny sports where, you know, usually when you think of the big sports, especially in mm -hmm. Denver, you think of the Broncos, you know, the Nuggets and, and, and the Avalanche. But, I mean, if you remember, I, I were you here when Rocktober happened? Uh, I was not here okay. yet. So I've talked to, I was not either. I uh, I lived in uh, New England back then. So very so far I was I was literally surrounded by Red Sox fans for the Rocktober run. Yes, okay, so you were on the opposite side of everything going on. I was actually on. on the other side of the world, essentially. I, I mean, but I've spoken to people who've been, who, who were here when Rocktober happened, mm -hmm. and, I, and I, I've, a lot of what I'm hearing is that Hey, you know, the, the 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 Stanley Cup run last year was really cool. The Nuggets run this year is really cool because they this is the first time they could potentially win an NBA Finals. But Rocktober is right up there mm -hmm. with one of the coolest sporting experiences that the city is, of Denver has been a part of. And that's that's impressive to see people get yeah. that excited about a team that's really been struggling right now. Um so I think the the market is there. Denver Denver loves the Rockies. We've just got to get the team back. Doesn't it break your heart to, you know, realize like, oh, this is actually such a great baseball town, but the state of the team has ruined baseball for so many of those mm -hmm. fans. I mean, it reminds me, and it's not at the same level at all, but it reminds me a lot of like the what we're seeing with the Oakland A's, mm -hmm. where, you know, and I've talked about this on the show before, how Oakland is such a deep, deep baseball community. That mm -hmm. is a city that it lives and breathes they're Oakland A's. There's a lot of history there, the, you know, between the Bay Area teams and and those Oakland fans. And they have an ownership group that just has failed them as, mm -hmm. a, as a city, as a franchise. And it's heartbreaking to see because they're going to lose all of that to Vegas, most likely. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't and we're not there right now with the Rockies at all. Uh, and, I, and I think, you know, we're, we're hopefully knock on wood, never going to be there. Um, but there are moments where you see a little bit of a, a hint of that, where you say, hey, the market's here. Denver loves the Colorado Rockies. Denver loves baseball. But the fans have been let down by the ownership too many times, and mm -hmm. it's just getting worse. Um, speaking of the A's, we uh, um, when I talked to Josh Sushan earlier, we talked a lot about because he's a Bay Area guy. He is, yeah. He's yeah, a Bay yeah. Area guy. He grew up watching the A's, and um, uh, we, we talked a little bit about that. It wasn't planned, 
Yeah. <laughs> but like we did. <laughs> the conversation flowed that way. They're an easy, there's an easy thing to talk about right now because there's so much changing with them. You know, you've got the the proposals for them to move yeah. to Vegas. You've got all the stuff happening with their fan bases and the, you know, the walkouts and all all of that. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a big talking point right now in Major League Baseball. It's and a, unfortunately, it's all negative. It's a tough scene. It's a tough scene. We'll get into it in a little bit. Let's get into some baseball headlines. Mm -hmm. Um uh, Bally Sports in San Diego. Apparently, they will not broadcast after this weekend. Yeah, that is a complete mess. Um, what a disaster! Th they yeah. So basically, they they they're you know Bally Sports has defaulted on their payments and said you know what we just we can't take the Padres anymore. Um, so what I'm seeing is that the Padres games are going to be kind of up in the air on mm -hmm. where they're going to be. They're going to end up on some streaming sites. They, the Padres kind of gave the games to Major League Baseball and said, like, here, here's our games. Can you help, help us. us a little bit? <laughs> you said uh, you would help us, so help yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's like, if I, I feel bad for pa the Padres and the Padres fans mm -hmm. who are now trying, who are going to have to figure out how are we going to watch these games. And there's a lot of similarities between what's going on in San Diego versus what's going on here in Denver with the Altitude and Comcast dispute. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of sparked that that's got the ball rolling to what we're going to start seeing more and more at the national level. Uh, I think broadcasting is changing. We are perfect examples. Bless you. Bless Thank you. you. Yeah. Little, I have a, a little bit of allergies. A little bit of allergies. Well, I know. Just a little bit. My nose is there bit. too. Um, but uh, this, you know, this company is a perfect example of how broadcasting is changing and how media is evolving. And we're going to start seeing more of that throughout the entire country. And unfortunately, Places like San Diego and Denver are going to, uh, the fans are going to uh, suffer the losses of that until the league can step in and, and make a change. Yeah. Um, uh, and listen, Valley Sports, they've got a lot of different markets, especially in baseball. Mm -hmm. um, and AT&T Sportsnet is going to be facing a similar issue. I think yep. we're good until the end of the season. But God, who knows? Yeah, no, it's it's happening everywhere and it's going to keep happening. There's a lot of money tied up into these these deals. Um and and it's just it's hard because it's very there's a lot of legalities to it. So you've got mm -hmm. lawyers on both sides saying, well, we have the rights to this. We have the rights to that. And then there's money involved. And it's just it's just a mess. And I can connect this. I was listening to uh, Adam Silver actually last night talking uh, to some of the media mm -hmm. about he, he actually addressed the altitude and Comcast dispute and how he's actively working to kind of, you know, mediate that. And he actually specifically said, you know what, we as the NBA need to step in and get involved because, and I couldn't agree more because this is their product. Yeah. This, I mean, this is what, yeah. this is the NBA's product. So if your fans can't watch the game or if the NHL fans can't watch the game and now we're seeing baseball coming along board with those as well, mm -hmm. it's Major League Baseball's responsibility to jump on and say, we are going to fix this so that the fans can consume our product. And I think that's what we're going to start seeing. Hopefully, we're going to see Major League Baseball get out in front of that mm -hmm. in some markets, like hopefully Denver. But, um, you know, at this point, it's just a waiting game. Yeah. Isn't it so crazy to think that this is a Nuggets team in the finals and people have not had proper access to this team in years? Yeah. No, 100%. And and I, I know there's this national media narrative of, you know, well, we haven't watched the Nuggets or, you know, we as the local media are definitely pushing the national media saying that they haven't watched um, the Nuggets. But I, I think in a way, there is some truth to that in the local sense too, because um, people can't just casually and let, you know, turn on the game and watch a Nuggets game throughout the year unless you have 
altitude specifically, you know, or you have, you're paying for a different way of watching it. Um, and if you're a diehard, you know, sure, then maybe you do some like illegal streams or you go to a yeah. bar to watch. I mean, you find mm -hmm. a way. Um, but for the casual fan, you're probably not watching Avalanche hockey, yeah. Rapids, Nuggets, all of those different, uh, yeah. you know, situations. And so it's unfortunate for the fan base. Uh, and I feel really bad for San Diego because they have a really good product out there in San Diego that's a lot of fun to watch. Mm -hmm. um, and the fans are going to be all over the place well, this year. you know what? Their product is a little disappointing right now. True, it's not really true. living up to their expectations. It's early in the season, but I agree. It, it hasn't been last year's product. Like the fact sure. that, yeah, the D-backs and the Dodgers are tied at the top of the NL West right now. I'm sure Padres fans are just like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, yeah. They, they're they not. Like what? <laughs> it's, it's worse. Like the Rockies, you know, you're like, okay, the expectations were very low and, yeah. you, know, we're, you know, we're setting the bar low. Um, for the Padres, the expectations were set very high. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you, how you would feel about that. But, like, would you rather the expectations be set lower and you maybe slightly exceed those but still kind of suck? Or the expectations be set very high and you just miss it a little bit? Um, I kind of like the situation I, we have right now in that, like, we expected nothing. And then anytime we get a little bit of something, yeah. it's so much fun. The road to 500, <laughs> baby. The road to 500. I don't know if that's, like, the most mentally healthy. Yeah, probably not. But, you know, I, I, I think it's uh, it does allow for more room for positive uh, experience than being let down. Yes. Um, uh, okay, speaking of very low expectations... Uh, we're going to bring it back to uh, Oakland for a second. Apparently at the A's Coliseum, it's so quiet that pitchers and catchers are actually having to lower their pitch comm volume because their opposing players can actually hear it. That's wild. That is wild <laughs> That's to me. That's how quiet and empty that stadium has been. I, I, I mean, this, this brings me back to when we were playing during COVID and you had the empty mm -hmm. stadiums and you're like turning on the game and watching it's like you're watching golf. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can hear the dugout, you know, you, you can hear yeah. a conversation for between the coaches and you can hear the umpire vividly calling balls and strikes. <laughs> and, you know, and you're just like, wow, this is. And I remember uh, I don't remember who what team it was, who their broadcasters were that actually started calling games, you know, like a golf. They, they, they oh, went really into funny. like the golf broadcast mode. And so they did that for a couple innings. That was good. So this that reminds me of this is just like. The Oakland A's are that team right now where, oh, no, COVID's not still happening in that way. The stadium isn't shut down. There's just no one there. Sorry, it's Oakland A's scene. fans. Yeah. So sorry. So sorry. Um, all right. Are you familiar with Anthony Bass? I know of him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Anthony Bass um, isn't some hot water with the LGBTQ community, but apparently um, when he was out on the field, um, the CN Tower was lit up in pride colors, like perfect timing kind of situation. Yeah, I, that's going around in baseball right now. And it's yeah. uh, it's really unfortunate because I think it's it's bringing a lot of the attention away from, first of all, the causes that you're trying to, you know, actually promote. And then also the game of baseball. You know, I mean, I think you're just creating this big separation. We're seeing it with the Dodgers and, you know, and Kershaw and all the, the issues with that. And so I think it's just, it's unfortunate that it's become a negative problem in this way and something mm -hmm. that, you know, is intended to be a positive, uh, you know, a, a positive talking point yeah. um, for these teams. And so, yeah, I just think it's, it's a really tough situation to be in for, uh, you know, everyone involved here mm -hmm. and a, a lot of different opinions and a lot of different, um, you know, takes on it. And it's just, it's bringing a lot of conflict to a beautiful game. It, they, well said. Well said, Christian. Um, uh, the thing that, like, I just don't get, so, like, every team has, like, a, a faith 
night. Yeah, you know? I think the Rockies do too, right? Yeah, the Rockies yeah. do too. Um, uh, so I, I don't see an issue having an LGBTQ night yeah. um, uh, at all. Like there's so many different theme nights. Yeah, no, totally. And 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 you don't it just because you're going to the game that night doesn't necessarily mean you are, you know, need to be supporting that specific thing. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, go to a game and it's faith night and you aren't uh, you know, a person of faith, then so be it. You're going to watch a baseball game, mm -hmm. you know, and um I'm you know, I mean, if you go to if if I go to a a game where they're celebrating Colorado Mesa you know, uh, students and I'm not a Colorado Mesa student doesn't mm -hmm. mean I'm not, you know, like hyping up the the Mavericks here. Like I'm yeah. just going to a game. And so I think that's where I'm like, you know, it's taking away both, both negatively and, and, and positively. Like it's just uh, unfortunate that it's taking away from, uh, you yeah. know, the experience of just watching the game. Listen, I'm still going to the game on Saturday, even though it's a Nebraska day. And Nebraska sucks. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. not going to boycott the game just because no, I don't like Nebraska. Yeah. I, and I, I'll and, let people live their lives. And I like, it's just like, you don't need to worry about it. Like, worry about yourself. I, I don't want to, you know, and I don't want to get into this whole, like, you know, opinions and everything like that. But I just, I, I, I'm of the belief that, like, we can disagree on certain things. And that's okay. Doesn't mean you're a terrible person or doesn't mean that you're just this evil human being. It's, it's okay to disagree and have but differing opinions as long as you're respectful. People don't think like that anymore. No, I know. No, I like, know. Like, if you have a different opinion from someone, it's like, oh, actually, like, you're the fucking devil. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's super unfortunate to me, yeah. you know, and I think, um, and, and personally, I feel like, you know, teams are really trying to promote something that is positive and healthy and, uh, and, and just like they would promote, like you said, Faith mm -hmm. Night and, and all of these different promotions. I don't think it's necessarily something that needs to be a conflict, but uh, it, it's going to be because, like you said, that's the, the world that we live in right yeah. now. Uh, it's really unfortunate. It's it's a bummer that it's kind of, you know, been involved in baseball right mm -hmm. now. But, um, you know, it's we've just got to be better. Yes. Um, uh, I want to talk about some of the comments because you guys are so chatty today, which I love. Also, um, uh, Carly agrees that Nebraska sucks. She says, not wrong. Um, I'm so happy that you just like already get the vibe here. Uh, yeah. James uh, adding, true, when you go to dog night, you don't have to bring a dog. <laughs> Although... <laughs> If you're going to dog night, I looked, is, do, do the Rockies have a dog night? They do. They have a bark in the park and it's like contained to that outfield concourse. So what, what, it, when is that? Because I, I would like to bring my dog. I don't know off the top of my head when it is. But I yeah, literally looked that up the other day. Your dogs would love bark in the park. Yes. A hundred percent. And like people, the bark in the park at Coors Field is so fun because it, so many people dress their dogs up. Yeah. Like people get so into it. I just love it. I, yeah. I mean, Zia, my, our Cocker Spaniel, she has mm -hmm. a, a Rocky. Uh, bandana and Dune, who's been on the show, Dune, guest yes. of the podcast, guest of the pod, yes, yes, he uh, he will get him a, a Rockies or maybe even a DNVR Rockies. You gotta bandana. wait till he finishes growing or like grows a little more. True, like true. He, I feel like he is growing so fast. He's doubling in size every day. <laughs> it's incredible. It, it is kind of scary sometimes. So cute, Marissa though. opened up his crate the other day and he ran out and she's like, "Has he grown overnight?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, just literally, yeah. He was smaller yesterday when we put him in his crate, and now he's bigger." Oh my yeah. gosh! Big dog. Big He's boy. the best. He, he is. is. We'll have to get him back best. on the on the podcast when when he fits the chair when he, better. When he fits the chair better, yeah, <laughs> he'll sit there and and he'll he'll chat with us. How big is he gonna get? Do you guys uh, have any idea? We have no idea. I mean, for for context, he is a German Shepherd mix. Um, and he's a rescue. He's a rescue. Yeah. yeah. So and and he's mixed with like sixteen other breeds. Um, he's an Australian cattle dog, German Shepherd, Rottweiler, like just a total mutt. Um, mm -hmm. but he. Right now, he's six months old, and he's about 
35, 40 pounds. So I'm thinking he's probably going to be about 50, 60 pounds. I don't think he's going to be huge. Yeah. He's going to probably be a a skinnier German Shepherd. His legs are so long, though. They are. That's why I'm so scared that he's just going to be enormous. He has some husky, (laughs) some Doberman in him. So I'm like, maybe Mm -hmm. he gets a little, he he has some chow to his tail. His big, his big black tail is just super fluffy and it curls up like a chow. So that's, it's funny. Yeah. So I I want to, when you know what day Bark in the Park is, please let me know because I couldn't find it on their website and i would like to bring the, the second dogs. i find out i will let you know yes i will call in fr- for the show from the, the the rockies bark in the park i'll do like <laughs> we'll do like a you know a, an emergency pod from bark in the park um oh also um shout out to tiff who is just a superstar producer today pulling up pictures of Christian oh look and at Marissa's that dogs. hey there you go yes yes that was pre-haircut for zia by the way sorry she looks a little scruffy but that's D- dune is the big the bigger one zia is the two-year-old cocker and uh, they are just bundles of joy. I'm By so- the way, I do think Bark in the Park is September 14th. If oh, it's I so far it away. It's so far away. That's so far away. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's okay. So Dune will be probably Huge. close to fully grown yeah. by then. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe you know what? I feel like last year it was kind of later in the season, too. I think because, like... You kind of need to give people like some fresh reasons to come to the park at the yeah. end of the season. Oh, totally. By September fourteenth, like they'll probably be out of contention. Yeah, we'll be we'll be hoping for five hundred uh, at that point. But you know what? Who knows? Who knows? Because we're not that many games back from a wild card spot. No, no, the you wild know, card. You can never surprisingly, say never. Yeah, and the wild card is always one of those. I mean, it's what it's for. It's it's one of those, uh, you know, games that are that are specifically made for teams to kind of surprisingly sneak their way in, and. As the other sports happening around us right now with hockey and basketball have shown us, uh, a team who's come from a play-in game or a wild card isn't necessarily out of contention of being a championship team. The Miami Heat are an eight-seed team in the NBA Finals. Yeah. And you've got Southern Florida in, you know, you've got the, the uh, what are they, the Hurricanes? Is yeah. that what it is? Panthers. There you go. Thank mm-hmm. you. Brushing up on my hockey. Uh, the Panthers, you know, as, as, on their end as an eight-seed in the Stanley Cup Finals. So you never know. If you make it to the wild card, uh, maybe this is just the year of wild card teams in all the sports. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I don't necessarily mean to win it. I just mean to make to it To attend. To attend. Okay. You know, to the Rockies attend. can attend the World Series from a wild card spot. I could care less if they win or lose. Okay. I mean, 2007, hello. I, if the ring, Rockies ring. even make it to the wild card, I will be beyond hyped. I hope that when Bark in the Park comes around, we are in a Rocktober type race. Oh my God, that would be insane. That <laughs> would be, be too much. Just insane. All those dogs just be like, okay, this is yeah. So loud. The dogs are like, good lord, this is forty thousand people here. What are we doing? Oh my gosh, we gotta like reel it in a little bit. Yes. Just get to the rest of these baseball headlines. Chris Sale, <laughs> Chris Sale, back on the IL oh. with the Red Sox. He's got left shoulder inflammation, so. Uh, Red Sox minor league clubhouses, keep an eye on your stuff, bolt stuff down because yeah, when he comes in for rehab assignments, things get a little intense. They do, and I feel really bad for the guy. Um, I, yeah, know, we don't, I do, too. We don't know what the extent of it is. It said uh, left shoulder inflammation, um, so I don't know what that specifically means. For, that can mean so many different things. That could things. mean a lot. It could mean yeah. he's better and ready to go next week. It could mean he's out for the rest of the season. Um what it probably means is he's probably going to take a couple weeks. They're probably going to play it, uh, play it safe, not rush anything um, to go back. I don't think it's going to be a season ending, ending injury, um, but it's tough because Chris sale has dealt with a lot of injuries and he's one of those guys that, um, you know, has just been battling that bug 
pretty much his entire career. You look mm -hmm. at like a um, Strasburg. You know, I mean, you remember? Do you yeah. remember Strasburg? Who How was could like, you not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, who was like, you know, the, the he was supposed to be one of the best pitchers of all time, and just got plagued by injuries his entire career, and mm -hmm. really hadn't didn't get, get a chance to be anything because of that. Um, so it's really unfortunate for Chris Sale uh, and for the Red Sox, who are are you know working through some issues on their own as well. Yeah, thinking of him. Thoughts Thinking of Chris. Uh, Thoughts Sale. and prayers. Um, uh, it's Lou Gehrig Day. Today? Yeah. As of today. today. Oh, it is. You're yeah. right. Yeah, I, I saw. Um, I saw uh, Showalter was uh, in his press uh, press conference was mm -hmm. wearing the um, Lou Gehrig T-shirt. So yeah. Yeah. Um, wow, uh, caught up. Uh, caught up on me quick. I know. Uh, right. Um, uh, so yeah, it's today. Um, uh, and of course, uh, thinking of Sam Hilliard, thinking of um, his father mm -hmm. who passed away from ALS in 2021. So it's been a couple of wow. years. Um, but he put out some some really beautiful stuff today. Um, the MLB PA put out a video of him and uh, Steve Piscotti because hmm. both of them have lost parents to ALS. Wow. Um, uh, but yeah, just a, a very heavy. Very heavy day, but of course, like you know, the goal is to is to raise some money and raise some awareness. But I love what the Red Sox did. Speaking of the Red Sox, everyone in the Red Sox press box got the Sarah Lang's Pitching Ninja T-shirt collab that says "Baseball is the best." Beat ALS. Baseball is the best, of course, is her her go-to saying on Twitter because baseball is the best. Baseball is the best. Yeah, and it's a, it's a really unique cause. Um, I, I think it's I think it's really cool to see when sports can use their platform mm -hmm. for for these types of of uh you know of messaging and you know and that's that's a really cool t-shirt that um that the red sox you know press box gets to wear and yeah. like you said hopefully raise some money it, it reminds me you know of this when when i think it's what is it uh, during the playoffs or is it actually during the all-star game i think it's the all-star game where mm -hmm. they do the stand up to cancer moment yeah where like in the sixth or seventh inning um yeah. you know everyone like takes a break and mm -hmm. um it's always emotional for me you know and i yeah. i'm fortunate enough to never have lost anyone to cancer in my life uh, but i know a lot of people who have and mm -hmm. just watching that um, you know, seeing 60,000 fans all holding up a sign, you know, of who they're thinking of, um, really powerful for, for sports and for major league baseball, mm -hmm. um, to do that. And it raises a lot of money. So, um, you know, hopefully we, as a community can kind of come together today uh, on an important day and, yeah. uh, and, and raise as much money as possible for this very important cause. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, we're going to get into our conversation with Josh Sushan in just a second, but first we got to talk about our friends at FOCO. Um, uh, we don't have the FOCO hat, the FOCO hat in studio because I brought it. It's actually, it's in my car, but I brought it home to wear to my barbecue on Memorial day. And it was a freaking vibe. It was yeah. incredible. Yeah. But yeah, we love FOCO, our friends at FOCO because they have the best sports and entertainment merchandise. They've got a product line that's got apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, that hat that I love, uh, and of course, the best bobbleheads in the game. They've got officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms, not just here in Colorado, all over the place. I say all the time, FOCO is like the best site for gifts. Oh, yeah. The yeah. best site. Uh, but yeah, listen, it's spring. It's baseball season. You want some like fresh stuff to wear to the games. They've got like Hawaiian shirts. They've got the straw hats, the one that I stole from the studio and didn't bring back, even though Tiff politely asked me to bring it back. It's yours uh, now. <laughs> it's gone forever. It's not gone forever. It's in my car. <laughs> so she says. It should be in my car. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, they've got all kinds of great stuff. You can 
peep all of the FOCO stuff on our set decorations. But yeah, um, they've always got our back as Colorado sports fans. They've got your back too. get the best gear around by using the link in our description and use code DNVR to get 10% off non presale items. Such a good deal. You know, what is a good deal. If you get hurt, Oof, Bacchus and Shaker, they are here to help. They are winning for Colorado families. They are helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado. They've been doing it for more than 25 years. It is free until they win money in your case. There's no upfront fee to talk to someone about your case. No fee while they work on it. No fee unless they win you money. And they've won a lot of it. They've won more than a billion dollars for their clients. And they've got Locations serving all of Colorado, including Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. Uh, and they've got the strength and power to win your case, too, with more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. So the bottom line, uh, Bacchus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you were not at fault. So car accidents, motorcycles, rideshare, pedestrian trucks. They can help you if you're injured at work. So call them at all Tulos. Two 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 to find out if you have a case for free because Bacchus and Shanker wins. Bacchus and Shanker. All right, we gotta we gotta hear from Josh Sushan because we had such a great conversation earlier and uh, we haven't even shown it yet. But uh, yeah, it was of course off the rails. Uh, he hated it. <laughs> Uh, of, course, of course, as any broadcaster would, you, you come up and you're like, all right, you're a structured conversation and, and then you're gone. He's such a Virgo and I'm just like, not. <laughs> but Tiff, are we ready to roll that? Awesome. Joining the pod now is Josh Sushan, our good friend from the Albuquerque Isotopes. You guys are in Salt Lake City this week. What's going on out there this weekend? Well, there's baseball that's happening. There's it's not hot. I can tell you that it's been overcast. Pride is taking on, it's happening all throughout town throughout the weekend. And tonight the Salt Lake Bees are their throwback night. It's the Salt Lake City Goals. G-U-L-L-S. Goals is their former name. And they're going to be wearing those uniforms tonight. Gull like a seagull. Yes. <laughs> but more like a lake goal than a seagull. Because Thank there's not a clarifying. sea here. But there's a large lake with a lot of salt in it. <laughs> um, how is Salt Lake City as a baseball town? Because a couple of, was it a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, time is kind of meaningless this time of year to you and I, but there's talk about Salt Lake City wanting to throw their names into the ring for, you know, a major league baseball team. Is Salt Lake really like that kind of baseball town? So it's interesting, Susie, because there's been baseball played here for a really, really long time, like over 100 years. They've had a AAA team for like 30, 40 years off and on. They've had a Pioneer League team in short season ball or single A for a long time. They've had a lot of different um, teams in ballparks that that are at this exact location where, where we're sitting. And sometimes they've had really good attendance. Sometimes it's been not so good, and that's why they left. Like It's not like this mecca of a town when it comes to baseball, but it's a huge city. They have the Jazz. They have an NBA team. They have the University of Utah. It's the state capital. They are going to be moving. They, meaning the minor league team, is going to be moving about 20 minutes or so away from here, starting with the 2025 season. And they're going to move out to the suburbs and, like, one of these master plan communities. So they're super excited about that. And there's a lot of talk about what they're going to do with this location. 
But if there is a major league team and they're looking to get an expansion team or see if they can get a team to move here, it would be pretty close to downtown, not too far from where the Jazz are. Population-wise, it's it's huge. There's a part of me think that things would be really fun for the Rockies and Salt Lake City to, to be rivals, to have two teams in Major League Baseball in the Mountain Time Zone. I, I'm not going to pretend like I know all the exact details on where they are, but just based on what I've read about Charlotte and Portland and Montreal and, of course, Las Vegas. It seems like those cities are probably much further ahead of Salt Lake City, Utah. But you never know, depending on how fast you can build something and whether you can convince a team to move here and get together a ballpark. You never know. Listen, I, as a Rockies person, I want another team in this time zone. I want another team in the mountains. I wasn't really planning on talking about this with you, but um, I mean, since I have you here, what are your thoughts on the Las Vegas A's situation? Because you are a Bay Area native yourself. Yeah. I'm still not convinced they're moving to Las Vegas, put it that way. I'm convinced that they're not going to be in Oakland for the long term. I'm not convinced they're going to be in Las Vegas or that they're going to be at the current place that they are discussing in Las Vegas, man. It's just so many changes of so many different ideas throughout the Bay area and now different places in Las Vegas that they have talked about, man, it, 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 it hurts my soul as someone who grew up going to so many different events at the Oakland Coliseum and the Coliseum arena, baseball, football, basketball, wrestling, um, the uh, the old USFL Oakland Invaders that played there, concerts. At the same time, that place hasn't changed <laughs> since the 60s. Other than putting up that huge Mount Davis that ruined the gorgeous view of the Oakland Hills, the place hasn't changed at all since I was a kid. So, I mean, I, it just hurts my soul that the A's are leaving Oakland. And I, it didn't have to be that way. The, the main thing that I hope that people – who otherwise don't care about the A's or Oakland remember is that at one point the Oakland A's had one of the highest payrolls in all of major league baseball. And they had one of the highest attendance in all of major league baseball. It's not that the A's fans don't care. It's not that the, the city and the community has not supported them. It's that when they've had good players and they've had ownership that cares about the community and invests in the community, then the team has thrived. And when those things have not happened, then that's what has led to the current situation we're in. It is. It, that sounds like night and day, the good times versus what we're, where we're at right now. Let's um, let's actually get on topic. I was going to say, let's get back on topic. No, no, let's actually get on topic and talk about the isotopes because I feel like you guys have a lot going on down there right now. Well, we have a lot of different starting pitchers, so yeah. that, that becomes interesting. I think the last time that I was on the pod with you, Susie, you're like, well, what's the rotation? And I was kind of breaking it down. The other day when Noah Davis started, it was the seventh different starting pitcher in the last seven games. There has been nine different starting pitchers in the last about two, two and a half weeks. And all total, there has been 14 different starting pitchers for the isotopes. But right now it's exciting because we have Ryan Rollison. He's finally healthy. He's starting tonight. It's his second start at AAA. We had Luis Sessa who pitched yesterday. It was his second start with the isotopes. Noah Davis came back. It was an injury rehab assignment. Now he's been optioned to us. He looked really good with four scoreless innings on Tuesday. Then you still have Jeff Criswell. You still have Ben Bramer, who just got signed out of the independent league. And there's still, well, there was Denelson Lamette. He's up in the big leagues. I'm going through my scorebook just to remind me of all the different <laughs> people. Uh, Josh Rogers is still here. And, uh, you know, so there's just been a lot of different guys. But it's exciting to kind of see who's here and who's got the potential to break through because I think that, 
that's what you want out of a triple-A team is a lot of different options of guys who pitch in the big leagues who are pitching effectively who can help you when needed, whenever that is. Yeah, listen, we're all playing pitcher roulette here, up here in Colorado, down there in Albuquerque. <laughs> we're uh, This is like peak chaos. Um, uh, but you know what? You know what I want to talk about first? Aaron Schunk, because I heard he is kind of crushing it. Yeah, he's he's been really fun to watch. First of all, he's really good defensively. He plays mostly third base, but he's played some second as well. I like his hands. I like his reaction time at third base. He can make all the plays coming in, going to the side. And then offensively, yeah, he had a, a pretty good streak going that we had snapped last night. He had an extra base hit in five straight games. He had back-to-back three-hit games, and it seems like twice a week he ends up with three hits. It's his first year at AAA. He's hitting 338 right now. He's slugging 642. There's a lot of things that he can do offensively, defensively. And, um, you know, anytime that someone's walk-up song is a song that came out 10 years before he was born, then you have to like him because Brass Monkey, the Beastie Boys classic, is his walk-up song. The song came out 10 years before he was born. So I guess he's got an old soul. Why is that his walk-up song? Probably a conversation I should have had with him prior to bringing this up on your podcast, Nuzi. I, I have so many questions. Next time I talk to you, uh, you better have some answers for me because also that is such a bop. That is a young man with some good taste right there. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's one of those like iconic songs where when you hear it, you're just, you're, oh, Aaron Shunk's up, right? Like sometimes different songs just kind of blend in and it's game five or game six of the series. You're like, oh yeah, that's that guy's walk-up song. But with Aaron Shunk, and the start of Brass Monkey, you immediately know Aaron Shunk's coming up to the plate because that's the only time Brass Monkey ever gets played at a ballpark. I was going to say, that is not a song that I hear very often. Here's my theory. I'm going to put a theory out there for you. Um, uh, do people call him Shunky? Because that would rhyme with monkey. That's a darn good theory, yes. That is a really good theory, I think, too. So, yeah, you get to the bottom of it, Josh. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, did I hear that Cole Tucker is back in the mix, too? You have heard correctly. He is back in the mix. Yes, he is active. He is playing. He's got tonight off, but he has been playing mostly center field and some second base as well. That's amazing. Any Vanessa Hudgens sightings? That is not my beat. <laughs> my, my do you beat uh, have a comment? Not those who are sitting in the stands. Uh, Josh, do you have a comment on Vanessa Hudgens' ex, Austin Butler, wearing a Rockies t-shirt? I don't know who Austin Butler is. <laughs> I just said it's <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens' ex. <laughs> okay, but I don't know, like, is I don't know if he, he could be a ball player, a musician, an actor. He could be a play-by-play announcer. I, I'm i sorry. I don't follow these things. I told you. It's oh, not no, he's, like, a pretty famous actor. He was in that oh, Elvis really? movie that everyone was talking about. Oh, I need to get out more and get away from ballparks, apparently, and get some yeah. more pop culture in me. Yeah, seriously, Josh. Um, uh, is he from he, Denver? Is that why no. he was wearing it? Is he from Colorado? No. I think he, he's trying to. I think he's trying to send Vanessa Hudgens a message. Oh, okay. All right. Or like I'll he just found a random. <laughs> maybe he just found like a random vintage T-shirt. I don't know, but I knew I'll you would what, hate I'll that. I'll find out about. I'll find out about Aaron Shunk, and you find out about this topic. Okay, deal. We'll shake on it. Okay. Okay. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, Josh. Um, uh, all right. Anything else you need to plug before I uh, let you go and do your job of broadcasting the isotopes? I think that all of the 
dedicated DNVR listeners and Rockies fans should come down to Albuquerque at some point this year. They have not already seen our beautiful ballpark and experience all the great culture and food of Albuquerque. Maybe a mariachis game this Tuesday is a uh, taco Tuesday, big taco trucks and throw down and all that kind of fun stuff. And I think they should make plans to come down to Albuquerque at some point this year, as should you. I will. I almost did, but I couldn't. But I will at some point. Uh, Josh, thank you so much for joining the pod. A pleasure talking to you, as always. Have a great weekend. All right. Thanks. You too, Susie. Okay, we're going to break down that conversation in just a second. But first, we have to mention Fubo, our favorite uh, TV provider. They've got 140 more than 140 live channels with sports shows, movies, news. You can stream your live TV from any of your devices and you're getting the most Colorado sports for the lowest price. You can start streaming right now. There is a seven day free trial, no contract, no cable, no hassle, just sign up and start watching. And with that, you are getting a thousand hours of cloud DVR because who watches things when they actually air? Who? No one. Unless been, I'm at the DMVR bar. Exactly. I only watch, the only thing I watch live is sporting events. Other than that, every show that I like is getting DVR. Yep. Vanderpump, my whole DVR right now. <laughs> <laughs> Filled. Filled. <laughs> Can't stop watching it. Uh, but listen, uh, you can watch your local teams while you're traveling because we know we're all busy this summer. We've got WNBA. We've got the NHL draft coming up. Of course, NBA finals. The best. Um, uh, just like there's so much going on right now and you can catch it all for the lowest freaking price. So yeah, you can catch the Nuggets playoff run on Altitude on ABC with Fubo TV. Go to Fubo TV, go to www.fubotv.com slash DNVR to sign up and get 15% off of your first month of Fubo Pro. Um, yeah, click that link in our description because you can find that in there too. Okay, so we were talking about Aaron Shunk's walk-up music and how impressive it was that this young man has such great musical taste yeah. despite being born 10 years after that, Going way back. that album came out. Um, perfect timing though. While we were watching that interview that we recorded just like maybe an hour or so ago, Josh sent me the clip of his pregame show where he asked Aaron Shunk why that's his walk-up music. So he gets into, you know, his dad was a big Beastie Boys fan, just like a big fan of that genre of music. So he listened to a lot of it growing up, more so than listening to the country, even though he's like a kid from Georgia. But he especially likes uh, Brass Monkey because they'll call him Shunky Monkey. So, so good. I was right. I was going to say, yeah, I give you credit because before you even listened to that, you were like, oh, that's... I, I bet it's because they call him Chunky Monkey. And then yes. he said it right on the interview. Yeah, they call me Chunky Monkey, so it Shunky worked. Monkey. Chunky Monkey. Chunky Monkey. Chunky. Yes, it's too good. That <laughs> so is too good. So good. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very happy that we got that confirmation. Also, good job with... Good job, Josh. Yeah, just that's like, A-plus reporting right there. Great reporting. Yeah, he does, his pregame shows are awesome. Yeah, I mean, his broadcasts fun. are awesome, too. And, and that's what minor league baseball is all about. You know, it's having fun on the broadcast. It's uh, it's good to see him out there having fun and a uh, yeah. friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Great friend of the pod. Uh, let's preview this upcoming series in Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City Royals, how many games have they won? Like, less than 20? Uh, yeah, not much. Much. We got We I have the game notes. Hold on a second. Let me pull up the game notes and see what their record is. Um, okay, the Kansas City Royals are 17 and 39. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that is brutal. 17 the, and 39. The Rockies are 24 and 34, so like not significantly better, but 
You yeah, know, if you haven't even, is... I couldn't even imagine not having won 20 games yet. Yeah, the Royals are not, their season is is uh, not looking too too hot for them. Not looking too hot, but I think this is a cool series for the Rockies for two reasons. One, Mike Moustakas will be mm-hmm. back in Kansas City, the team that drafted him, the team he won a World Series with. He's yeah. got so many great memories there. Um, and... But Black played there, too. So it's the old stomping grounds for a couple of our favorite dudes. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, that was in between those uh, Giants World Series, if I remember correctly, I think, when the Royals won mm-hmm. their World Series. And I remember I remember being with uh, Moustakas. Wow. There's <laughs> no one There's so, no one in the bar. and happened. Yeah, and I, we just heard a clang down there. So something's going on. <laughs> something the happened. bar is closed for a private right? event. Yeah, and... yeah there, the bar is closed tonight for an event. So if you're planning on coming out to the DMVR bar, Take the night off. Take the night off. Rest up for Sunday. But rest up for Sunday. Exactly. Spend. Yeah. Get here early on Sunday. Sunday. Very early. Um. uh, Listen. We gotta keep it real, Dan, because we gotta get the studio. Because who who wants to? Do Nuggets want to go live? Yeah. The Nuggets. The Nuggets want to do a show. We should probably let. Do Do you think they have anything to talk about right now? I mean, it's not like the Nuggets are. It's not the like the Nuggets are, are like the best team in the NBA or <laughs> yeah. anything. Or in the world. It's cool. <laughs> in the freaking world. Um, all right. So Friday night, 6-10 game. It just started if you're watching us live. Chase Anderson True. on the mound for the Rockies. Old friend Jordan Lyles. Mm. So that will be an interesting matchup. Uh, this is Chase Anderson's fourth start already for the Rockies. It feels like he just got here. Yeah. But uh, but he's got a 1.72 ERA over uh, 15 and two thirds innings pitched for the Rockies. That's great. I th- I like that a lot. I I would take that anytime. 15 oh, innings is a good yeah. 1.7 ERA. And um, I can't start in a while either. But like oh yeah, all of those starts have been at Coors Field. So this will be his first Rockies start on the road. So he'll really get the the feeling of how different it is, like how crazy yeah. it is that sometimes you're pitching at altitude on the moon and sometimes you're not. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like the Miami Heat, you know? They're Just, getting a taste of that too. They are. They're crybabies about it. Uh, Saturday, it's a 2-10 game. Austin Gomber versus Daniel Lynch. Sunday, it's a 2-10 game. We've got Kyle Freeland versus Brady Singer. Um, and of course, uh, Patrick and I will have that post-game show on Sunday live here at the DNVR headquarters. Uh, listen, we were all about the Nuggets all weekend. Uh, we're closed for a private party tonight, but Sunday it's going to be incredible. I think it's just going to be the absolute best vibe. So, yeah, make sure you come through. Um, anything else? Get your tickets for the takeover. What are you waiting for? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Takeover is still happening. It's so soon. It's like a week from tomorrow. Wow. And it's, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it is Nebraska night, but no, don't worry. No one's going to give you a Nebraska hat. You have to get a special ticket for that. We got special tickets, though. You're getting a T-shirt from us. Wow. Like our new T-shirt. Even better. Are the you, new Rockies T-shirt. Are you coming to the takeover? I have to. I have to at this point. Like I said, I've only been to one Rockies game in person this season, mm-hmm. so I have to to come join the party with you guys. This be a good one. Is Marissa working it? Probably. I yeah. don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I, I, I would assume. I, know. I would assume. She, she's just going to be like, yeah, I'll be at work tonight. I'll be at the Rockies game. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, her, her job is great. She does it a great is. job. She loves it. We, uh, can't wait to see what she wears to the party tonight. Uh, yeah, she's stressing we're going, about we're it. We're all going to a party tonight, by the way. That is where you'll be <laughs> You'll be facking it up. Yes, I will be facking it up. So thank you for everyone asking about my facking plans. Uh, those are my facking plans. Um, uh, Christian, where can we follow you on social media? On As Twitter, we, at yeah. CJJ Saez. Perfect. Uh, Tiff, where can we follow you? She doesn't have a mic on. Oh, my gosh. Uh-oh. Sorry, we ambushed you. Uh, you uh, Tiffany, T-I-F-F-A-N-I underscore Tano on Twitter. Yes! 
Are you a basketball girly this postseason? Postseason. Post because that's what they call it. They call it the NBA postseason. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Again, these finals, it's like, I think what's, everybody what's really is happening? a basketball hey, fan. Hey, thanks to everyone who joined, uh, uh, who heard my shout out on the um, uh, Nuggets watch along last night. That's super cool that y'all joined. Uh, you can follow me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. Follow all the latest Rockies news at DNVR underscore Rockies on Twitter. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to let the Nuggets take over this studio and the world and the world uh well deserved to uh join us on sunday for a post game show in the afternoon after that royals game uh christian you know what they say about me closing out a show do it do it just do it, do it. just, just close do it. it just close, just close it. it close it. All right. it send it we're just closing it talk to y'all on sunday